Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Hi, thank you so much for joining me for this week's Fit Tip. So today I'm going to talk about the benefits of exercise on stress levels. But first go to Philippians 4 and 13, which says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The holidays can be full of joy and excitement, from gift giving to hosting or attending events. And these things can bring on a lot of stress. Stress affects all of us in different ways. Studies show that regular exercise reduces the harmful effects of stress. Stress sets off a chain of events. The body reacts to it by releasing a hormone called adrenaline that temporarily causes your breathing and heart rate to speed up and your blood pressure to rise. When stress is constant, or as we call it chronic, your body remains in high gear off and on for days, weeks, or even months at a time. Chronic stress can take a physical toll on your body. It can weaken your immune system, increase your body's vulnerability to disease, and cause uncomfortable physical symptoms like headaches and stomach problems. Having a low immune system is like going to war with a gun but no ammunition. You need ammunition to fight a war, whether it's physical or spiritual. Stress can also lead to anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, and heart disease. However, exercise is thought to increase the secretion of endorphins, a hormone that naturally produces substances in the brain that include feelings of peacefulness, increased confidence and self-esteem, and reduced tension. Exercise also acts as a displacement defense mechanism for those that are stressed out. What does that mean? Well, if you've ever gone on a hike or walked on uneven terrain, you know that it is hard to think of your problems or anything else for that matter when your mind is focused on walking without tripping. So, while your mind is on something else, your body can improve your mood, help you think clearly, help control your appetite, lower your blood pressure, increase your good HDL cholesterol levels, help control blood sugar by improving how your body uses insulin, and improve your quality of sleep, and so much more. So, James 1 verse um, 2 through 4 says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And finally, the best way to be stress-free during these holiday times and after is to remember that this season is about Jesus. It's his birthday. Let's honor him, love our family and friends, 
and not get caught up in the commercial aspect of things. So I pray that this message has been a blessing to you. Please pass it on to your family and friends. And remember, tune into Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on 100.7 FM, The Joy. And we will share more great health, wellness, and um, tips for you to share and pass on to your family. Have a blessed day and a terrific Tuesday. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Karen. And thank you again for joining us for Living Fit. You know, the groundwork for all happiness is good health. Proverbs 30, verse 7 through 9 says, Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. You know, a lot of us work hard to gain wealth, and we end up regretting it later only to lose our health. A man by the name of Jim Rohn says, "There's uh, you're always going to have to suffer one of two pains, either the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And what we do at this time of year is we encourage people to, to manage their health because, you know, a lot of people eat some of the wrong things, they eat too much at this time, they eat way too much sweet stuff, and it ends up really harming them in the future. And so we want you to know what real wealth is. You know, it can be defined as possessing great material wealth in our society, or it can be also be defined as that which is abundant, meaningful, or and significant. Once you have a clear definition of what true wealth means to you, then you can invest in each area of life in a meaningful and purposeful way. Purposeful, purposeful way for your own life. I always think that my health is the most valuable thing I have, except for my family. And I want to be around for my family. So uh, Mahatma Gandhi said this once, it is health which is real wealth and not pieces of gold and silver. If you have health, Nobody can stop you from achieving all the gold or silver or whatever it is that you are after. You know, evidence evidence is linked to greater wealth being better health. We know that the main problem with the standard American diet is the intake of so-called empty calories. And empty calories contain little or no nutrients. They provide energy without providing vitamins, minerals, or fiber. And it is easy to conclude that the low-calorie diets are not effective. Many people consume too many empty calories and suffer from a lack of essential nutrients. Drastically reducing calorie intake intake only worsens the situation and in the long run leads to much-cited yo-yo effect where the body desperately wants to make up for the nutrient deficiency by us consuming way too much food. Titus 2.7 
through 8 says, Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. You know, a lot of people talk about Christians overeating, being gluttons, and not doing what is necessary to take care of themselves. You know, we talk about alcohol, we talk about drinking, doing drugs, all the things that we should talk about, but food is the biggest addiction that is killing the people of God. We have to say something about it, and that's the reason why we continually come here each week to try to give you information that would lead you to make a better decision about your health. You know, uh, there's a lot of dietary recommendations uh, now based on nutrient density of the food. And nutrient density is the number one uh, number of nutrients a food provides compared to the calories. And it is more effective way to classify foods because it relates nutrients to calories. See, foods rich in nutrients provide more nutrients and fewer calories. In other words, the more nutrient-dense our foods uh, we eat, the more beneficial nutrients or good calories will be delivered to our body and satisfy our body's needs. Our body is looking for signals, and if we don't give it the right signal, it says, I didn't get enough. It's like if you eat a piece of cake. A piece of cake has no nutrient value, but if you eat a cantaloupe with the same amount of calories, your body will signal that it had some nutrients put in it. The main advantage of foods with high uh, nutrient density is their high fiber content, a concept we will discuss in more detail later as we continue talking about how nutrients and uh, food work together. You know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Furman, Joel Furman, said this, that health equals nutrients divided by calories. So we need to make sure that when we're eating, we're not just eating to, to eat. We're eating for the benefit of our body gaining what it needs to survive. This is the uh, option is to uh, nutrients nutrition, and we take the time to explain it to you because it makes sure, we want to make sure that you understand that there is principles to eating food. It will greatly influence your future and your dietary behaviors. You know, a lot of people talk about all these new diet fads that are out here, but really what we should talk about is our eating plans because everybody has a dietary plan. And, you know, we can talk about different types of diets or whatever, but really what it boils down to is my body needs what my body needs. I have to get all the nutrient values my body needs. Uh, to explain this better, let's say your vitamin E levels are low and you decide to eat something that is not nutritious, like a slice of white bread made from refined flour will provide you with about one-tenth of, of a milligram of vitamin E and about 80 calories accompanying that one-tenth. But on the other hand, 
If I was to eat a slice of whole, real grain wheat bread made from unrefined whole wheat flour, you will supply your body with the same number of calories, about 70-75 calories, but the vitamin E content will be so much higher. You see, whole grains like most uh, whole foods are rich in nutrients. Instead of getting only 100 micrograms of vitamin E in exchange for that 70 to 80 grams, you'll get between 250 and 500 micrograms from the same whole grain bread. So to provide our bodies with the same amount of vitamin E, you would need to eat two and a half slices to five slices of that white bread. There was a study done in Asia and Africa where cardiovascular diseases were uh, cancer, cholesterol, hypertension, obesity was on the rise because of the introduction of the Western-style way of eating, the bad habit diet, the standard American eating habit. Based on these observations, nutrition researcher Kieran O'Day conducted an interesting experiment. She found that the Aborigines from Australia who had left their villages and moved to Australian cities and developed obesity, diabetes, cholesterol problems, cardiovascular diseases, and cancers, those who stayed in their villages and maintained their traditional way of eating did not suffer from these illnesses. And for seven weeks, this researcher tested the return of uh, the ancestral diet to and the physical activity and lifestyle that they were used to. And they went back, they started eating the foods that they normally called hunted, produced, uh, the wild potatoes, the figs, the honeys. In other words, natural products that are nutritionally far from products made from what we refine with flour and sugar and rice and sugary drinks and alcohol and powdered milk, cheap fatty meat, potatoes, you know, the list goes on and on. After seven weeks, the results were amazing. An average weight loss of 17 pounds, lowering their blood pressure, no diabetes, no insulin resistance, a balanced ratio of good to bad fats, and lowering their cholesterol levels. Colossians 1.10 says, So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. You know, we need to increase our knowledge about what God wants for us. We know that God wants us to be healthy. We know that we should be good stewards over our bodies. In 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17, it tells us, but do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? In 1 Corinthians 6, it says, But do you not know that you have been bought with a price? Our bodies are not our own. We talk about stewardship, but first stewardship should be to taking care of ourselves. We have a responsibility to our own self and to our families to make healthy choices and take care of ourselves. So what are we learning? Instead of that 75 calories I discussed earlier, you would consume 270 calories if you ate those five slices of bread. And most people, as we talked last time, are eating about, on the average, of 600 to 1,000 more calories 
per, per day because of poor nutrition. It doesn't make any difference whether you, you're not under-eating or over-eating. You're not getting all the nutrients your body needs when you do not eat healthfully. To imagine what 200 extra calories represent, you'd need to walk an average of about 30 minutes with a moderate pace every day in order to get those calories down, those 200 extra calories. And hopefully for this reason, you can easily understand why weight gain is inevitable in the long run when we eat this way. It's important to know that no food contains more nutrients than whole, organically grown foods, foods that are natural, foods that we should be eating. That is why this type of food is the the majority of what we recommend to our clients. Now, let's get back to the micro macronutrients uh, whose main function is to provide energy. Carbohydrates, proteins provide about 4 calories per gram, while fats provide 9 calories per gram. Micro macronutrients also have specific roles in maintaining health and contribute to food taste, texture, and the appearance, making the diet more varied and enjoyable. Let me summarize energy is provided by carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. Cell growth and development uh, process that consume energy just like any other body function are made possible by proteins, fat, vitamins, minerals, and the water we drink. The regulation of our body function uses the same elements as cell renewal. Now, let's look at the difference uh, calories of macronutrients. Now, I'm not going to be able to go through all these today because my time is very limited, so I have to come back next week and talk about this. But first thing I want to talk about is proteins. See, proteins are important biological molecules made up of a bead-like collection of smaller molecules called amino acids, the building blocks of protein. And proteins vary in shape and size and range from 20 to 30 amino acids to the shortest to several thousand amino acids. Proteins are present in every living cell in our body. They are part of our skin, part of our hair, our organs, our cartilage, our muscles, our tendons, our ligaments. And together, they protect the structure, various molecules, essentials for the entire body's proper functioning, such as the enzymes, hormones, antibodies, and red and white blood cells. But in addition to providing the body with energy, dietary protein is also necessary for every, uh, for many other body functions, growth, especially in our children, adolescents, and, and pregnant women, our tissues, our immune system functioning, the production of hormones and enzymes, building muscle mass as we age, and maintaining our tendons. And during digestion, the body breaks down proteins in uh, food into amino acids. The body then uses these amino acids to build proteins that analyze the information contained in our 
DNA of our cells. And if we don't get that, that information to our body, then we miss out. Our bodies lack. 20 amino acids are found in nature. 11 of which can be made by our body and nine of which are called essential because the body cannot make them itself. And therefore, they must be supplied through what we eat. If we don't get those, then our body is in a nutrient deficient state. Histanine, isoleucine, leucine, methylinine, Thahilatinine, theronine, triphenine, lysine, and biline. I know big words and hard to say, but necessary for our bodies to function properly. The principle is we need these complete proteins. You don't have to know the names, but you do have to know that you need them. Proteins from animal sources such as meat, fish, eggs are called complete proteins because it contains all the essential acids, amino acids. In contrast, proteins from plants, legumes, grains, nuts, seeds, and vegetables is called incomplete protein because it lacks one or more essential amino acids. So let's look at the difference between animal protein versus plant protein. Now, I will tell you in my uh, recommendation, and we will see that it is important for our clients' health to limit his or her consumption of animal products. As a new uh, nutritional evidence shows, plant protein is superior to animal protein. And plant protein has been linked to lower heart disease rates and lower cholesterol. Incomplete protein, plant protein, tends to be relatively low in methionine, an amino acid linked to premature aging and cancer. They also tend to be relatively low in leucine, which can accelerate the aging process. However, combining and diversifying your intake of legumes, sweet potatoes, whole grains, uh, can offset these effects very well. Oppositely, diets rich in animal protein tend to increase the body's acetisticity, while diets rich in plant protein tend to alkalize our, our bodies. We will discuss this aspect in more details in the more and more as we go along in our teaching in the future. The more acidifying a a food is, the more reactions it triggers. Animal proteins can also increase insulin levels and the risk of inflammatory bowel diseases, affect arterial function, and increase the risk of colon cancer. Meat is acidifying and contains saturated fatty acids and toxins, antibiotics from the foods, the drugs that they feed them, especially if it's not organic or drug. And although these features disrupt endocrine and metabolic functions, in contrast, though plants that contain vegetable proteins 
are much less rich in bad fats and contain unsaturated fats that are healthy for our body. If you've ever heard of the China study, Dr. T. Colin Campbell proved this and proved that we could be healthy if we would just change to plant protein. And reducing the ratio of animal to plant protein in the male diet may also help you protect yourself against prostate cancer progression. Animal protein triggers the release of growth hormones that promote this type of cancer. I want to get to a, a message. I want to get this message across to all of you because most people think that the best protein source are foods like meat, fish, or eggs. In reality, plants provide just as much protein. For example, 100 grams of meat provide 23 grams of protein and 100 grams of almonds provide 21 grams. We provide information to our clients, and we're trying to provide to you that provide them with a high amount of uh, information about how plant proteins can help them increase their uh, lifespan. It is important to... uh, that we advise them to limit animal proteins. We don't tell people not to eat animals, but we do tell them to limit them. More on this topic in the future. If you're interested, please write us or call us about eating a healthy diet. The new dietary recommendation says that adults should get about 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, which uh, for a person weighing 176 pounds equates to about 64 grams of protein per day. Adults who are uh, physically active or trying to build muscle mass may need to consume about 2.5 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Children who uh, need need more as they grow, however, and uh, older adults need more to consume. The body, the body will store, if you get too much, though, it will store this body fat. The liver and kidneys are responsible for breaking down these proteins, will uh, be and they'll be overworked, which will cause our, these diseases that we're seeing today. And by following the recommendations that we've outlined here, you'll see an, uh, incorporating protein to each of their meals naturally to meet these needs is the best way to function. Most importantly, they will be encouraged to reduce their animal protein intake and increase their plant protein consumption. Now, we're not going to tell anybody that they can't have Uh, meat because that's not true. People can eat meat. The thing is you don't want to eat it all the time. You don't want to eat it. You want to make sure that you balance your nutrient intake. And we'll go next time. We'll talk about how carbohydrates and lipids lipids, uh, play into this. But the health of a person comes down to what they are willing to do. If they are not willing to change their diets and uh, they want to continue living the way they've always lived, then there is a price to pay. Health is priceless. While money can be earned and accumulated over time, 
Good health cannot be bought with money. It is something that should be cherished and protected at all costs. As much as we want to make healthy food choices, it can be hard to stick with a balanced eating plan when the comfort and ease of less uh, virtuous options are all around us all the time. But it's up to us. Like I said, our responsibility for our health comes down to what are we willing to do? What are we not willing to do? If I know something's wrong with me, right here at this time of year, with Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, and the Super Bowl coming up, we have to make choices. We can't make them for you. We can tell you what is best, and you can make that choice. Your body speaks to you. It tells you when you start feeling headachy and you start feeling nausea, that means your body's telling you, sending you a message that you're eating something that's not agreeing with you. Karen, I appreciate you listening each week, and hopefully you're going to have a blessed week and keep living fit and doing what matters. And we'll see you next week. Have a blessed week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.